0: The material provided today is for informational purposes only. It should not be considered legal or financial advice. Consult with a financial professional for your own needs. Johnny Sestina and Company disclaims any and all liability for the interpretation and use of the content provided today.
1: I need help getting out
2: of my student loan I'm so
0: worried. How am I going to afford taking care of my parents? When's a good
2: time to get into the market?
0: I'm really not sure when I should start taking my Social Security. I
2: wonder if I have enough insurance. I wonder when
0: I can retire. It's time to talk about your money. Managing to be wealthy. Our team of fee-only financial planners is ready To help you to create better financial habits, envision your long term goals, and understand money management better than ever. Our resident hosts of Johnny Sestina and Company are on deck to show you the way.
2: Good evening. Welcome to Managing to Be Wealthy. For tonight's show, I'm the host, Spencer Hager. With me, our founder, John Sestina, and I am a certified financial planner. So for tonight, we're going to be a little bit all over the place. We're going to talk some holiday spending, but as always, We're going to open up with current events, and, John, since it's just you and me for this one, I'm just going to take advantage, pick your brain. Uh Uh-oh. I don't know about you. I feel like my head's spinning with uh, the economic news outlook on the economy. I think I'm a little bit jaded after transitory inflation. I just feel like I don't (laughs) trust any of the headlines, and the headlines seem to be constantly uh, contradicting – themselves, right? One on one side of the coin, I'm constantly seeing headlines about big layoffs. Right, Pepsi just announced a big layoff. Amazon's been doing layoffs. At the same time, November jobs report comes out, and apparently, we've added almost 300,000 jobs in the month.
1: Yeah, but you got to look into that report. Okay. Not all good.
2: So. The consensus I've seen is that the layoffs, or at least the narrative, they're trying to say a lot of those layoffs are more white-collar, and then the jobs added are more on the blue-collar side? Is that what you mean?
1: Mm, No, I think it's just – essentially, all the jobs being added right now are jobs that were there created because of the pandemic. Sure, that's fair. And so it's not really new jobs. We're just replacing the old jobs that were taken away by the pandemic and what they did. So I never get excited about the report.
2: Yeah, I I mean I don't either, and at this point too, what feels like the new version of transitory inflation is the job-full recession. (laughs) That whole concept is just – it feels like we're getting some bad economic news, and the one buoy that people keep trying to point to is the the labor market. The other piece too is consumer sentiment. I'm seeing nonstop headlines that it's pretty much at an all-time low, just people don't feel good about the economy. They're nervous about spending. But at the same time, I just saw. Uh, Do you see the headlines on Cyber Monday and the Black Friday? They were good. Right? They came in better than expected. Yep. Even though people are apparently nervous. And they should be <laughs> optimistic as I always. Mean, the, the
1: fact is, uh, the people who are getting creamed here are the middle class. Yeah. That's who's getting creamed, not so much the white collar or the or the whomever else you said earlier. And so whenever they're making any changes or any adjustments, you know, I grew up poor. Mm-hmm. And I remember holidays when my parents were sitting around trying to decide what they could afford to buy anybody. Mm-hmm. And so there were Christmases where we did not get any gifts. And I remember one Christmas they bought a uh, bulldozer, little toy bulldozer you wound up sure. and it would go. And that was for my brother and me, and we had to share that. didn't last long, <laughs> but we had that. So there were a couple of Christmases like that, and I, I feel so bad. For the people out there who are sitting around trying to say, how are we going to get through this? Mm -hmm. And they're worried about spending here and not paying their gas bill. Yeah. I don't mean the car. And uh, they're they're smart enough to realize there are some underlying cancers, as it were. The use of our reserve is a very dangerous thing. Mm -hmm. If all of a sudden China goes to Taiwan, Russia joins them, and we've got to fight them, we're low on uh, military equipment— we're low on a whole bunch of things, and so what are we going to do? How are we going to afford to pay for all that stuff? And that, and how are we going to fuel them? Going to go out, go out and buy a bunch of electric fans, <laughs> and put them out there on back wings of the airplanes, and that's <laughs> going to cause them to fly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So <clears throat> things are kind of screwed up, and and the, what's confusing, is the press, which is obviously one direct in, one direction, is. Trying to color over everything, but no matter what it is, they say it's better than that. So that to me is a little little cumbersome. I'm thinking of today. Thank God we had that uh, uh, woman who was uh, brought back from the Russians,
2: the uh, prisoner, yeah, Brittany Griner.
1: I mean that's that's great that we get back a U.S. citizen, but to me the Marine was a bigger bigger badge. That was a bigger reward. Yeah, we should have gotten the we should have gotten the, the Marine not the basketball player but see the i i know the russians are thinking well she's a woman and uh you know so they're they're feeding to our weaknesses and we don't seem to see that so that's what concerns me there's there's not an even hand on the on the steering wheel here
2: yeah i i hear where you're going with that um i hear where you're going with that. i wonder if that was more of russia choosing who they wanted uh, to give back in the political prisoners versus who we were bargaining for She's high profile. I don't know. Why? I don't know. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm, she's a basketball player? Uh, maybe. I mean, see, that's, that's yeah. the
1: problem we have. Our society has gone to this, uh, you know, we're all about social pro- uh, life and uh, what, TikTok and all that other good stuff. <laughs> so we don't, we're not making sound, we're not making logical, sound decisions. We're making emotional, feel-good decisions. Yeah. And that's not how you run anything
2: i'm i'm cautiously optimistic you know i say good, that every time good. Well, i like that <laughs> yeah all right so <clears throat> on the on the spending side so i also saw another article they were saying that uh household debt is up 15 percent from a year ago it's like the highest jump in a year yeah. from 20 years ago and at the same time i i mean we do a we do a segment on holiday spending once a year at least and pretty much every year there's some survey or study saying that at least 30 to 40% of people buying around the holidays are going to do it on credit cards, that they're not going to pay off at right. the end of the month. Right. That's the part that's scaring me a little bit with the, the news about layoffs, to your point, the jobs being added back, or essentially, for the most part, replenishing jobs that were lost from the pandemic. The stimulus is gone, even though there's still forbearance on student loans. And now all those old headlines that we were talking about of people – Having record high savings accounts because of the stimulus, that's no longer a thing, been depleted, and we're back to ratcheting up the debt. And to your point, we're doing the same thing on the, the national balance sheet as well, just ratcheting up the debt side pretty quick.
1: Right. It bothers me that the, the American citizen, in my estimation, doesn't seem to get it anymore. They don't – they can't think anymore. They think in terms of uh, very short periods of time and very short uh, subjects. So they're making decisions on a short-term basis, which is always negative. And so we're doing all of that stuff, and it's uh, harmful to the overall progress of the country. You know, you have to make difficult decisions. You're running a business, you know, you have to. You can't always have it uh, lollipops and popcorn. You have to make <laughs> some bad decisions. Yep. Uh, I remember when I was running the company, and one of the worst, worst things I had to do was let people go. Sure. I hated that. Sure. But you had to do it. It was a, it was a proper decision. Yeah. You try to do it with grace, but nonetheless, you have to handle that. So we're not making those hard decisions anymore. And you know, my favorite TV show is Gunsmoke. Yeah. And so on Gunsmoke, they live hard, man. <laughs> and so if you're, you know, if you're not surviving, you lose the farm. Yeah. That's the way it is. Yep. And so we've got to stand up and not lose the farm.
2: Yeah, I do know what you mean. I, I think you're getting at the whole how big of a role emotion plays in it and people – it's that whole concept why people, if you don't look at your pay stub too closely, it's not real on some some of those things. You spend money on the credit card. Don't look at it. It's, it's maybe not real. And then I will say the one thing. When I see these studies on the consumer sentiment, I saw a University of, uh, <laughs> university of Michigan study that said that uh, a sentiment on things like housing, uh, just overall – Status of the economy, it's like the lowest it's been since 2011 when they oh, started yeah. the survey. So that at least kind of shows you that there is some sort of feeling in the air that things are a little bit shaky. But to your point, the the nitty-gritty details, I'm not sure how much we're in on that.
1: Well, the hope is the Americans are – we're a sturdy bunch. Yeah. And we've always risen to the success.
2: Mm-hmm. And so I'm counting on that again, I'm counting on you. Yeah. Okay? I'm going to do what so. I can.
1: What's important.
2: Yep. All right, we're going to hit two more quick current events, and then we're going to move on to some some other aspects of holiday spending. So stick around to the next segment. You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy on 610 WTVN.
0: You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy with fee-only financial planners of Johnny, Sestina, and Company. If you're looking for the latest stock tip or how to time the market, you've come to the wrong place. If you want help navigating all the moving pieces of what makes a financial plan successful, tune in and take notes.
2: Welcome back to Managing to Be Wealthy first segment we were doing all current events this segment we're going to do a little bit more current events and see what we get into well thing, yeah, i guess we jumped right into on last segment it is the holiday season john i know you call yourself scrooge to some extent i got oh, any uh, yeah any uh <laughs> any holiday movies you always got to watch this time of year
1: yeah a christmas story yeah that's a good one that's my that's my movie
2: yeah my main tour uh it's a wonderful life and white christmas
1: yeah a lot of people like that one and that, those two very much, yes.
2: I won't name him by name. We have a new a new planner in the office, and he's not seen either of them. So, that, well, what is he? Twelve? <laughs> I think he's twenty. But oh. <laughs> yeah, 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 but uh, so moving it back to the current events. So two two real quick. I saw another headline. I know we talked about it before, but I'm curious what you think. Uh, saw another note saying that mortgage demand continues to go down, pretty much plummeting, and it's this whole standstill of. Demand's going down, but due to low supply, the prices are staying the same. You think it's just going to continue at this pace? I Once again, I don't necessarily trust the pun, pontification about it. I'm just
1: – Right, right. Well, we have to get – this interest rate is not troubling to me. Yeah. Because when Bobby and I bought our first house, I think I told you, uh, we had a 13.5% interest rate. Yeah, brutal. That was absolutely brutal. <laughs> yeah. And uh, believe me, as I paid it, it was even more brutal. Yeah, There's always a little blood on the check. You
2: know I mean? <laughs> so,
1: but eventually that went down. So most Americans are not used to this. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. But it's it, it, it will change as we hopefully get the government under control a little bit more and have them stop spending, pay more attention to what they're supposed to do, then that will bring this down. If we could just release the energy... Uh, in our country, that would have a significant impact on the
2: housing market.
1: On housing, everything, hmm. because it's all it all starts with the energy, hmm. and so everything everything is affected by that. Think about what it takes to build a house. You need trucks,
2: right? The labor cost, yeah, or the you, the transportation you cost. You need yeah.
1: power tools that run by gasoline, yeah, that's or fair.
2: electricity.
1: You need. There's so many things people don't think about, so pay attention America things aren't it this doesn't trouble me so much yeah. cuz we can get through this what troubles me is the americans getting good work getting yeah. a good job yeah and that would be the uh, blue collar workers i think yeah are the ones that need it
2: yeah i i will say i, I did expect the price to react a little bit more like the fact that you're seeing the average loan size go down right one of the, the largest component of the inflation measure is housing and so they're pretty much hitting that one hard because of you can see it with the mortgage demand going down. Less people are buying. Hopefully that slows the inflation a little bit. But yeah, the fact that the prices don't drop. I'm with you. I mean, the interest shouldn't be the scary part, but you would hope that with how much real estate values have gone up the past few years, that maybe it would go down a well, little bit. I
1: don't want them to go down. I'm trying to sell
2: my house. <laughs> yeah. That's am yeah. crying out loud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We'll keep that in mind. What about uh, – last thing. I haven't been on the last few shows. I know this whole FTX nonsense. Uh-oh. Yeah, I know you're not a fan of more regulation, uh, but I saw another headline. Pretty much everyone's on watch the next big lender. People are afraid it's going to go down. Is, uh, it's called Genesis. It's another big crypto lending platform. Right, right. I just, it's just uh, – it's been spooky to watch how quick the domino effect is just – Combing through the companies. And granted, part of it's because they had each other's ownership on the books. The fact that FTX owned some of BlockFi and then FTX goes down, BlockFi immediately files for bankruptcy. But just it's just been crazy to watch and somewhat predictable, I felt like, but I'm not claiming that I called it.
1: Well, I think it's predictable, too, because everyone's looking to get rich quick.
2: And 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 they
1: saw that as a way to get rich quick, and that's always foolishness.
2: It felt like the Depression too almost from – you think of how much regulation came after the Great Depression. And before that, it was the same deal. People thought the stock market was going to keep going up and up and up forever. People were taking massive margin loans. You're just – you've got a portfolio. You take a loan out against it. You reinvest it. But the second the stocks start to tumble, there's a margin call, right? You're either going to have to deposit more cash or start selling that stock at a loss. And things just started to plummet so quickly that it didn't matter if there was stock in the account. You couldn't make up for the loan.
1: Yeah. Once once again, you know, we talk about managing to be wealthy. Yeah. That means managing everything you do. Yeah. So you need to know where you're putting your money. Mm-hmm. Do not invest in something you don't understand. And I think that's the primary thing here. They just were all excited and they emotionally went into the, uh, what is it called, market? Yep. Your, your, your buddy's market there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so uh, that was part of the challenge. People need to realize, read, read a lot of Warren Buffett stuff. Yeah. You know, that'll get you there. Uh, People are concerned about the market being down right now. Warren Buffett says he's always amazed at how people love to buy things on sale except the stock market.
2: Yeah. Right.
1: Okay. And that's true. So look at it this way. And if you're investing on a long-term basis, you're not Shotting, taking these pot shots, you know, I'm going to invest in this and make a quick buck and do something else. that That's where you get in trouble.
2: What infuriates me the most, too, and I don't know if you share this, is I think it speaks to why you also should be a little bit wary of all the talking heads. Because I won't name names, but what drives me crazy is a year ago, there were talking heads that go on all the big TV shows, the podcasts that say, don't touch crypto, it's a scam, it's not valuable. Then they saw the big institutions get in. All of a sudden, they were massive proponents for crypto. (laughs) Then they owned some of FTX, got burned, and they're the first people to go out there and say they've been sinned against beyond belief. We need regulation tomorrow. And it's just if you were one of those people following their every word, your head's got to be spinning. It's ridiculous.
1: Absolutely. And what do you get out of that? What you get out of that is the larger institutions follow yep. the smaller investors. Mm-hmm. So you're sitting there waiting for the big guys to make decisions because you think they're smarter than you are, and they're not. Right. So stay away from those boys.
2: Yeah. Gamification of the crypto market <coughs> and the stock market. It's, it's something. <laughs> but all right, that's it for the current events. We're going to move into the main topic for tonight is holiday spending in a way, but I'm going to quickly veer in a different direction. Oh. Reason being – I just uh, there's a ton of tips out there for limiting holiday spending, but let's be honest there's always holiday there's always a holiday around the corner, right? Don't get me wrong, Christmas and Thanksgiving are back to back large months, and Halloween's a big one for people too. But then you know Valentine's Day is in February. Then there's Father's Day and Mother's Day, and there's Easter, and then there's summer vacation. So where do you get all those? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, we already touched on the fact that I did see holiday spendings up, and then I saw a couple tips, and I'm just I'm taking one. It's an Investopedia article talking about some tips on how to limit your spending, and I think they sound good in theory. I don't know how – Right, I mean set holiday spending limits. I mean that's a no-brainer. Yes, yeah, we right, should have a budget. Right. And then I saw one about gifting your time too instead of doing large gifts. I do like the thought of that, but that's I – That's a
1: great one. Yeah, I, I like that.
2: But, I, but I, I wonder if you're not already inclined to do that. Is that really something that a large majority of people are going to go out and do? What do you think?
1: Well, I would. I, I, wish I could tell you I have confidence that more and more people are charitably inclined. Yeah. But I don't think we see that trend yet. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards what you're suggesting.
2: Yeah. It would be nice. But yeah, and so there's that build better spending habits. I, I, what does that mean? That means when you buy me my Bentley
1: (laughs) or my gift this Christmas, you know, it's black and has all the accoutrements, Uh, not accoutrements, all the appointments. So, you know, just so it's
2: black. Yeah, Yeah, that sounds good. So we're going to – we'll wrap on the holiday spending and then I'll jump into the other part I was referencing in the next two segments here. So stick around. You're listening to Managing Uh to Be Wealthy on 610 WTVN. Welcome back to Managing to Be Wealthy. A quick reminder before we jump into holiday spending and everything else, uh, if you like what you're listening to on the show, you want to listen go to our website, managingtobewealthy.com, or you can look it up on any streaming service that has podcasts, Spotify, Apple, you name it. And if you want to set up a complimentary meeting with one of our financial planners, click on Take Action on that same website, managingtobewealthy.com, and uh, we'll get you set up with an hour-long consultation meeting, like I said, free, no strings attached, but I uh, can go through your plan and see if we can help. That being said, I'll go through one thing to to put the bow on my point with why I, I feel like there's always a holiday around the corner. So this is an old article from CNBC back in 2011. So it's not super recent, but I think it illustrates the point. It was by Christina Burke at the time. But it ranked the top seven highest expense holidays, so no surprise Right, Christmas was the biggest one. Took up like sixty percent of. Total I thought your spending.
1: birthday was the biggest one.
2: That's November. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Christmas was sixty percent. That was one. Thanksgiving, right? Brutal. It's uh, thirteen point four percent. Then it's Valentine's Day. Then it's Mother's Day, Easter, Father's Day, Halloween. Right. So that's what I was saying. That's like a solid eight months of holidays, yep. back to back to back. So the reason I find the I find the holiday tips just so short-term. It's, you know, how do you do the – how do you set up the proper budget? I know if you're spending within your means outside of not putting on a credit card, if you're only focusing on November and December.
1: Well, that's a good point because, truthfully, there have been other articles I've seen that will tell you what they estimate the spending will be on each of those holidays. Yeah. So let's say your Christmas spending is average $800. Yeah. Well, then work towards that. That's your – get ready. Tony's favorite word, (laughs) budget.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) And you put a budget out there and you fund it and you don't go over it. And better than that, when you go, when you go buy stuff, you may even save a little money because you're working on a budget. Very, very interesting. The impact of a budget is so powerful and it can be so positive. So most people look at it as a negative, but it can be motivating. You say, Oh, look here. I, I beat my budget by 20 bucks this month.
2: Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's why I always think of, I always think of what you say with the whole, your income is what it is, right? And I always think of too, I got into financial planning, you know, because I want to help people, help with the finances. My selfish reason for wanting to take care of my own financial plan is my goal has always been, I want to know what I'm spending, but I don't want to feel like I'm, I don't want to feel like I'm pinching pennies necessarily. I don't want that to sound arrogant or like I just, you know, spend luxuriously but my goal is know what i'm spending but that way if i decide to splurge a little bit come the holidays i don't feel like i'm i don't feel bad about it because i know what i can spend i know what the budget is and i just don't think about it it's a good feeling
1: it's, it's a very good feeling when you, now think about it more broadly yeah <clears throat> if you were the executive of a major company mm-hmm. do they have budget committees yes yes they do and yep. what are they expected to do in those budget committees estimate how much they're going to spend mm-hmm. on each and every nut and bolt and a screw that they're going to use in this thing. And their goal is to beat the budget, meet the budget, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So that knowledge is powerful for the executives. Well, you are the executive of your family's finances. Mm-hmm. And so from that point of view, it's well for you to know I'm going to spend this much money or I'm in control of this much money, etc., etc. et cetera. And again, once you do that, I, I in all the years I've done this, once you do that, the pressure comes off. Mm-hmm. And that's the big thing that drives people nuts. They're here for Christmas, and they don't have enough money. Well, you knew about Christmas, what, nine months ago? Yeah. So you could have done something then. Or you know about your bride's uh, birthday, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> and you know about your your new brides. <laughs> yeah. May 11th. Yes, thank you. <laughs> So you want to get all that stuff going. So the the key to our program is managing Mm -hmm. to be wealthy. Yeah. And so that means managing every facet of your financial life. And as you do so, you get it under control. I mean, you can apply it to so many other avenues like dieting. If you eat well or if you exercise right or whatever you want to talk about, pick something then you're better off. Yeah. Same thing is true here.
2: That's why ever since I uh you introduced the the concept of the income cycle to me, I think if everyone could truly get their head around that, it's not a crazy concept, no. right? It's not it's not rocket science. It's the whole idea that when your your paycheck comes in and all you're immediately getting nickel and dimed, right? Most people if you're a W2 job, the taxes are already out before it hits your bank account, right? It's gone. So if you didn't take some preventative steps to try and negotiate your tax bill, That's that part's out of the way. And then everyone needs a place to sleep. You have insurance, everything, right? And then the last piece of most people's income cycle is, okay, what's left over to save, right? What most people need to do and why it drives me crazy with the whole holiday spending tips is if you're really working it and you're focusing on how do you negotiate the tax bill, next week's show is going to be all about year-end tax planning. How do you you know, make sure you're paying the most efficient pre- uh, cost for insurances. You're automating your savings. That spending comes at the end, and hopefully, you don't feel stressed because that's the that's the afterthought after you've already put in all the hard work with everything else. Right. But um, yeah, so with that being said, I think one of the most powerful things that people can do to maybe sounds weird, but to take some stress off with the Holiday spending is first of all, get the budget in place, maybe not nickel and dime, which you can spend on Christmas, but what you're spending throughout the year. Right. And then just find a way to automate your savings as quick as possible, right? That anyone who, I don't know about you, John, maybe you're like this. I don't, I'm not personally one of those people where if I ha- see money in my bank account, I feel like it's burning a hole in my pocket and I just have to spend it. But I know a lot of people who do feel that way, right? If it's there, it's free money. Let's, put it to use. Yeah. And I think most people that's why the one of the most beneficial thing you can do is automate the savings and that way it's either going out of your paycheck, you set up a, a bill payment, that way you're doing something every month. Just get that part out of the way that needs to come first after you pay paying the tax bill.
1: Exactly right. Get that under control and you again get the pressure off.
2: Yeah. I also I also think about this too. Our most busy uh, busy time of year for new business is always after the holidays and after and after the summer right because no one wants to think about getting your finances in check during the summer right we want to go on vacation kids are out of school and then you don't want to do in the holidays because you don't want to have to think about it too hard it's stressful enough so that's why it really is you got to hit the ground running with everything else before you can fixate on black friday deals
1: why did they put black friday deals in place
2: that's a good question i to get people in the store? Yep. It was it
1: was another emotional move. Yeah. It was a great marketing move to get people to look at this as another special day, and they went crazy spending money on
2: Black Friday. I can still remember <laughs> I was working uh, – my first job in high school was Target, and it's been funny to see. I remember going in, and stores would open and, you know early a.m., and people would be lined up, and now with the internet, I feel like it's almost an excuse for people to spend more. You get Black Friday deals starting on Monday. Yeah. But uh
1: last Thursday. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. So uh but that being said, so like I said, we touched on the taxes and the savings. So I think automating the savings is a big one. And just the earlier you can start saving in your career and in just starting off your financial future, the earlier you can do it. All right, the earlier you start the ball rolling with getting some investment growth, letting that compound the the less stress you'll have in the future, hopefully, because you're going to alleviate the burden for yourself in the future with saving.
1: Yeah. You talk about uh, money burning a hole in your pocket. Yeah. Most people do that. Mm-hmm. So they get a raise or a bonus or yeah. whatever, and they spend it. Yep. Oh, good. I can buy that new boat now, or I can get another car or whatever the case may be. That's not managing to be wealthy. Yep. Managing to be wealthy says, I'm going to take all this stuff, organize it in my mind, and here's the hard part. What's most important? Yeah. And people don't do that. Let's focus on what has meaning, not what you want, but what you need. And so go there, and you'll be happier, and your family will be
2: happier. All right. I'm actually glad you said that. We're going to pick back up on that in the next segment. You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy on 610 WTVN.
0: You're listening to Managing to be Wealthy with fee-only financial planners of Johnny, Sestina, and Company. If you're looking for the latest stock tip or how to time the market, you've come to the wrong place. If you want help navigating all the moving pieces of what makes a financial plan successful, tune in and take notes. All right,
2: Welcome back to Managing to be Wealthy. We're closing out the segment, or the show rather, and it's uh, hard to believe it's the last segment. Uh, last segment, we were wrapping up with just talking about once again – Shifting away from holiday spending and just moving into managing all the other pieces of your of your financial plan so that the holidays are just hopefully a time to focus on travel and enjoying time with family and not not freaking out about how much are you spending on a gift for each person. Not to say you shouldn't pay attention to that, but shouldn't shouldn't add to any stress. It should be a happy time. That being said, I was – like I said, we spend a lot of shows talking about how to manage your tax bill. Next week we're going to talk about that, and then – I'm sure early twenty twenty three we're gonna start talking about how do you prepare for the new tax year and we'll talk about insurances and the estate plan and all that, but I're just kinda of thinking, John, you know on a bit more basic level, you think about it, people need to first cover their needs, then they need to cover their wants, and then you know if everything's really checked off the list and you just have more money than you know what to do with then you you move on to the wishes like a vacation home but I mean, throughout the years, have you found a good way to communicate with people about that? I always struggle with it because I don't know how to tell someone else what their needs, wants, and wishes are. Right? That has to be on them.
1: Well, it is. It's on them, and so you ask questions. Yeah. So you know, uh, you want to you want to build this house in the Florida Keys? Mm-hmm. I'll sell you mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and one down there. Yeah, I'll work on it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you you go with them. You you you. Uh, there's a there's a technique in bondo where we we've shadow the opponent Mm. and so if you can visualize this you got your hand going up like this in round circle and the the other guy's got his hand not touching it but mirroring it yeah okay all the way along and so as you do that you get to be a part of the person and then you can move and nailing yeah so the same thing is true here you have to mirror whatever the person is talking about, it's never about us. It's always about them. Yeah, And so we have to figure out what they want and ask them questions about it.
2: Yeah,
1: Uh, You've probably heard that I never answer questions. I only ask them.
2: You do a good job of it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Because they're the ones who know I don't know what they want. Mm -hmm. And so if I keep asking them questions, they'll give me the answers, and that'll help me decipher what I need to do to help them.
2: That's why I, I, with the needs, wants, and wishes, and maybe that is the way to tie it back into making. I, I said I don't really think most people want to. I love the idea of people gifting their time. I love the idea of doing, you know, less costly but more personal gifts. I think that's a great idea. And I think if you tie it back into the needs, wants, and wishes, right? I, my goal is never to tell people, and I don't think it's anyone's goal to say, you should spend this much money here and this much money here. But everything comes with that opportunity cost. So maybe that's another important frame of mind to keep in the holidays, right? I don't want to tell anyone not to buy their loved one or a family member that nice gift, but also tie it back into, like we said, if you're having to put you know, money on a credit card that you can't pay off to make it work, I would say you can't afford to do that or, you, right. or you need to find another way to, to scale it back. And yeah, so yeah. That, I think that's another important frame of mind to say, okay, if If you're making these detrimental decisions, you need to tie it back to, you know, are you really covering your wants and wishes? And if you're not, then something needs to be adjusted.
1: And you're making a decision for short-term happiness. Yeah. Or at least you think it's going to be a short-term happiness. Yeah. But it probably is not. It's not going to solve any relationship problems you might be having at Mm -hmm. that time or any struggles you're going through or any financial stress you're dealing with. So be aware of that. Yeah. Act like an adult. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well said.
1: See now that I'm eighty one years old, I always think about this boy. Be an adult. Yeah. Not that I'm one. Yeah. But I think that you gotta think like that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and once again, I think that ties back to trying to cut the emotions. Trying to cut out the emotions from the holidays, don't overspend just because it's the perfect gift. You know, maybe there's another perfect gift out there.
1: Well, when I was a young man I used to, there used to I lived in this cold camp. And they had a uh, uh, library that came by. It was a truck library. Yeah. And they would bring books and you could re- get them out and read the books. So I would go every week when they came and I would take out every biographical book they had and I would read them. And that helped me form some of this thought process because what I saw in all those people was they had discipline. Now, I don't mean you don't have to be beating yourself with a rope or whatever, but I'm saying they had discipline. They said, standards for themselves you look at a a, an athlete because those are common Mm -hmm. right now but how did how do they set their goal to win the olympics they see themselves winning the olympics long before they go to the race Mm -hmm. same thing is true of you your life is meant to be uh work quite frankly yeah we were never promised it was going to be fun or it was going to be easy that's why i always get upset about people who say well, you know, find a job where you're happy all the time, and you never, <laughs> you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah, that's a baloney.
2: Yeah, I don't believe that either.
1: I loved what I did when I was working <clears> at, at financial planning, still but working. still, there were some days. <laughs> yeah. There were some days.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you there. Well, a couple, a couple last things here. Uh, I, I did think one was funny. There was a uh, make your own naughty or nice list, and it was essentially saying if you're given to more than ten people outside of your immediate family. Maybe you should scale it back a little bit. Once again, if it can fit in the budget, I think that's, you know, gift to as many people as you want to, but I thought that was that was pretty well, funny. I,
1: I save people a lot of paper. Yeah. Because they don't have to have a naughty list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just leave that blank.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, and hopefully people people are gathering too. I love the holiday season. I'm not trying to it's a financial planning show. We have to be a little bit cynical with money, but more tying it back to if you read some of those articles, I, I think they're just a little bit superficial, right? You need to know, you need to know what you need to save throughout the year before you can know what your budget for the holiday season should be. So that's more what I'm driving at to say that the sooner you can start planning on this on these items, right? Know what you need to save, automate the savings, manage all the other pieces, then. You get to the holiday spending season, you can actually know what an appropriate budget is and all that fun stuff.
1: Yeah, Bobby and I used to go to Aspen, Colorado every winter, ski.
2: I am. Remember you telling me
1: this? Yeah, this story is great because we knew how much we were going to spend because we always did spend it. Mm -hmm. It's very expensive out there. So one year we we decided we didn't want to get greetings from the credit card companies after we came home. Mm -hmm. So I said, here's what we're going to do. And I went to the bank and I got some traveler's checks and so forth. And I gave her an envelope and me an envelope. Mm -hmm. And I said, the goal is you must spend every dollar in that envelope before we come home. And so it was amazing. Mm -hmm. We're in the airport and, you know, plane's going to come in 20 minutes. And we still had some money left. (laughs) So we had to go figure a way to spend it. See, that's the reward you get from your planning. Yeah. And it's, it's not pain. That's what I'm trying to express. And so if you will do that, you'll feel better about yourself.
2: Yeah. I was thinking about that too. I listened to one of the recent shows. I think you Steven and and Craig perhaps talking about um with everything with talking about crypto just that, you know, managing to be wealthy involves uh, an element of sacrifice and, you know, think about that throughout the year, right? Sacrifice, the grueling time and that goes into just getting your hands on it, right? Don't don't bury your head in the sand. And that is kind of the sacrifice. And I know we talked about gifting your time, but you know, I love to gift gift, you know, around the holidays to charity, church things like that and so that's the other piece too. You it's not always about just being able to buy a more expensive gift for people. Maybe it's being able to to give back more around this time of year, which I love doing. Right. So any any closing thoughts from you John? Like I said, I don't I want everyone to enjoy the holidays. Hopefully, listening to this, it's more just motivation to to get on top of it moving into the next year. But any closing thoughts from you?
1: Well, you know I'm a Bah Humbugger. Yeah, yeah. And I don't give any gifts on holidays. So what I do is give gifts to people when I think about them. Yep. And so it's always a random gift. It's always spontaneous. They know I'm thinking of them and I'm giving them something out of the, I'll say, sweetness of my heart. I know that's hard to believe, but out of the sweetness of my heart. And I think that's what gift giving is. It's not, don't tell me that on Valentine's day, whenever that is,
2: I have to give a gift. Yeah. I don't want to do that. I want to give Bobby a gift whenever I want to give her a gift. It's a good way. That's a good way to end the show. I'm going to be looking for my random gift in the mail. I hope everyone got something out of this. You're listening to managing. to be wealthy for me. (laughs) Come back for the next show. Take
1: care.